0: Welcome to High Food, I'm Home, the podcast where a food psychology coach and work emotions expert, Laura Lloyd, teaches you how to unlearn overeating after work, lose weight without dieting, and diminish your binges using her cognitive behavioral and hypnotherapy method. Hello, chickpea. The sky in my cabin this morning is just turning indigo. It's a cold autumn morning. Today we're going to talk about a really intimate issue, which is weight loss. We're going to talk about why diets aren't bad or good, about why focusing on weight can send us a bit doolally, and why we need to be realistic. We're going to talk about why people often misunderstand habit change. So what would losing weight the modern way, through habit change, slow and sensational. What would that really look like? It's going to be cool, because when we look at how you actually do lose weight without a diet, and yes, it is possible. My clients do it all the time. It's a question of learning skills, the skills of stopping overeating, the skills of working with your thoughts and your emotions. More on that coming up So seven years ago, I was living in Berlin. I just had my third child and the diet was calling to me. It was telling me, "Hmm, you can do this. You've done your eating psychology, coaching training. There's this little siren song there. We had Chris, my husband's parents staying with us, come to greet the newborn. And we were going to walk along the riverside path to a place where you could have brunch on a boat. How exciting. You can stay sane around things because you recognize the psychology now. Walking along merrily, looking at the trees, and you've done enough healing, you can handle it. I hadn't really said that I was doing this 5-2 thing. It'll be quicker than doing it any other way. And maybe I'd Googled, is it safe to fast whilst breastfeeding? And I'd had some mixed reviews, so I thought, oh, well, I'll try it a little bit and see if the baby seems to respond badly I'll stop My friend had started doing um, a 5-2 diet. 5-2 is a kind of fasting pattern where you fast for two days a week, you eat almost nothing, a couple of hundred calories, and the other days of the week you eat normally. So although there were those little arguments like, oh no, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle change, and we can see that Anything that tells you how much you eat, when you can eat, that's essentially the elements of a diet. I thought I'd give it a go. When we got onto the boat, then people started ordering their eggs and smoked salmon and all of the rest of it. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm fine, actually, I'm fine. I have probably had that sort of slightly mm, miso-virtuous feeling about me that makes everyone else feel like there's something a bit weak about eating. <laughs> Ah, I enjoyed the experience. But when we got home, I started to find that after a couple of weeks of trying this, although it had given me a real contact with my sense of hunger and a real sort of strength in being able to like, yeah, I, I don't have to be scared of being hungry. It's is just normal. I realized that it didn't matter how much eating psychology I'd done. My brain was still going to take this to mean that I'd been good on those days and that on the other days when I wasn't fasting, I could have whatever I wanted. And so it wasn't long before the pendulum had started to swing again into a bit more of what I would call, maybe not full-on binges, I wouldn't say I've ever been back there, but definitely times when I was peeling slices of Emmental out of the packet and eating them whilst breastfeeding, dropping salt crystals from pretzels down my cleavage. I realised, not for the first, not for the second, probably for the 50th billionth time in my life, that I couldn't make diets work for me. And I had to think then, okay, come on, Laura, you've done this eating psychology, you know about metabolism, you know about habit change, surely there's a way to lose weight using what you already know. And I remembered that But when I'd recovered from binge eating and I'd done all of this work in my journals, deconstructing all of the beliefs that I had around my body, then at the very end of all of that, I did lose weight. And it was super easy because I'd kind of done all of the mental work associated with it. I'd laid all of the perfect foundation. And that's what eating psychology is about, really. It's about strengthening your attempts to do whatever you do. So things I learned from that experience were, one, just because it's good for your friend, doesn't mean it's good for you. In fact, that friend had never been on a diet before she did the 5-2 and she really integrated that into her life for a few years. She's a different person. Every eater is a different person and the idea of a wholesale, here's one plan that works for everybody, is just absolute bollocks, isn't it? Because we're all different We've all had a different upbringing. We've all got different baggage around food. We've got different relationships with ourselves. We've got different times of life, different metabolisms. We all burn a different number of calories just sitting down, for God's sake. We are all different. And the best person to figure out how to lose your weight is you. But the skills of figuring it out are the same for everybody. And I'm gonna show you what they are in a minute. Other things learned from that experience. Number two, diets aren't good or bad diets aren't bad there's something to learn in every diet in every habit change attempt you make and if we just demonize the diet we miss the piece where we're like okay my brain did something with that information that mangled it mashed it and what came out the other end was overeating that didn't work why is that and if you are feeling miserable about a lifetime of diets and boy oh boy, I've done a few myself. Mostly I have to say, just ones I made up myself. You don't have to feel bad about that. It's just that you got repeatedly into a part of your brain that hated feeling deprived. You went through that phase where you love it, through to that phase where you feel like it's something that's been imposed on you. That's what happens to all of us. You can, and that can happen with habit change too, right? So staying out of that mentality is an art is a skill now quick reality check before we get involved here overeating is one factor in weight loss but we also know that overeating isn't the only reason why people gain weight in the first place there are environmental factors yes there's actually something in our environment that makes us all gain weight over time as a population and even animals as well. We're just noticing that trend in the obesity world at the moment. There's also your genetics. Then they don't determine what you have, but they predispose you towards things. We also know that if you grow up in a deprived area, you might not have access to such high quality food and the cheap food tends to be the really processed food that's not so great. We also know that hormones play a part that aside from the normal hormone relationships of leptin and ghrelin in your hunger and appetite signals, that that thyroid dysfunction can make it harder to lose weight. Menopause might make it harder, not impossible by any stretch. So I just want you to sort of see your weight loss in a realistic context. And that's not to give up on any of it, but just to see, okay, I can't control all of it, but there's one part I can control, and that is that chickpea, if you are overeating, and overeating means eating when you are not actually hungry, then that is low-hanging fruit that you could have absolute control over. And so reaffirming to your sense of self to be doing what you said you do and not like one of you having an intention at the start of the day and the other of you being like a sort of naughty puppy bounding off. So it's worth it. Okay, so what does it look like to lose weight without actually dieting? Yeah. How would you lose 20 pounds or 100 pounds? Well, essentially you do what alternative practitioners in the intuitive eating world and the mindful eating world and the conscious eating world have been promoting for years, which is to only eat when you're hungry and to stop eating when you're satisfied. But here's the thing, there's no point in telling yourself that this is just another rule you have to follow, like treating it like a diet, because when the opportunities come to eat and you're not hungry, Your brain will provide you with lots of reasons and excuses and justifications why it seems totally legit to eat. And so unless we actually get into what's going on in your thoughts that you're believing, you'll always feel like it's happening without your control. Okay, let's get to the skills part. Let's think about the skills that we would need to lose our weight for good. What are the habits that we could adopt Now, which would be sustainable all through maintenance, so that we are not losing our weight by doing stuff that we don't want to do later. We're actually learning maintenance first. We're learning to be normal eaters first, and then maybe putting a few tweaks in there if we want to lose a bit of weight as well, or maybe a lot of weight. All right, I'd love to be able to see into the future. So I've got my crystal ball here it's actually my daughter's unicorn snow globe that she got from a garage set oh my god it's absolutely ghastly it has three different light settings pink blue purple uh, snow inside and it uh, runs on a battery it weighs a ton and um, just kind of kicks around the house it doesn't really have a home and I would love to secretly get rid of it because I don't think anyone ever uses it. All right, having <laughs> described how evil <laughs> I think this horrible snow globe is, I'm now going to endow it with the powers to be able to look into my future. And uh, one of the things I like about it is it does play a very soothing tune. So let's switch it on and I'm gonna ask it some questions about what I've learned in the future when I have lost my weight in a way which is sustainable through habit change, and I've learnt new habits which are so powerful for me. I'm not going to revert and regain this weight again. So, crystal ball. Right, you realize I'm just joking, right? I'm not really into this shit, okay. So, crystal ball, crystal ball, tell me my future. Tell me, what habits do you see me doing when I have lost my weight for good? Mm. yes, it's emerging now. The snow is clearing, and the unicorn of future eating habits is galloping forth. And I see myself walking to my desk empty-handed, swinging my arms, feeling so liberated because These days, I just bound up the garden, breathing in the air of the garden, taking in my dreamy commute under the oak tree and up the little steps into my cabin. Because I know that I'm the sort of person who just sits down to work when she wants to work. And my work desk is tidy and it invites me to concentrate. Mm, What else do I see? I see that when I get home from work, I take a break. I sit in a chair, I drink tea, I cuddle my kids. I see that the door of the larder cupboard is firmly closed. I see myself having really animated and beautiful supper times with the children and my husband, eating normal amounts. Even if the kitchen is untidy, I still sit down. I notice that when I'm standing at the hob or at the chopping board on the other side of the breakfast bar that I'm dealing with the food in that moment I'm the chef not the taster and as I clear up I take care of the leftovers and I take care of myself because I have already completed my meal and I see myself getting into my car and it's free of crumbs it's hoovered, it's lovely and if we want to have a picnic it's not in the car So crystal ball, crystal ball, what do you see? What do you see has changed in my habits of reacting to emotions? Let me just shake the snow globe up again. Mm. As the snow clears, I see myself giving myself love and validation so that I don't look for it in achieving things. I see myself working and being creative because there's no rush, because I'm working with a bit of a plan in mind hmm, looks like I'm great at stepping out of overwhelm, like just choosing to make a decision about one thing, applying myself to that, seeing the value in that, never telling myself that any decision is the wrong decision, backing myself up. Hmm. I notice that in the future, when I'm tired, I don't try and put pressure on myself to be at peak performance. I'm really at ease chugging along there with B-minus work. I reassure myself that I have enough of everything, like enough time, enough talent, enough wherewithal to figure things out. It's almost like there's another of me beside me while I'm working, just really keeping me calm and encouraging me, patient with me. Mm. Crystal ball, crystal ball. I have one last question. The unicorn of my future Wait yourself, tell me, what will I be thinking differently? Mm. Oh yes, I see the pictures emerging now. I see myself almost with a little a little net, catching thoughts, like a butterfly net, catching the thoughts that judge me for my emotions, that make me think that feeling jealous or feeling like a bad mom is somehow indulgent or shameful. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see myself my eyes wide open with like binoculars spotting different species of habitual thought that create work stress. I have so much to do. I don't know where to start. So on and so on. (laughs) Mm, I see myself really standing up to my habit brain when it offers me thoughts that are just age-old excuses and justifications. Wow. Is that me walking along a beach, picking up old bits of driftwood and flinging them back into the sea? Oh, that's just old deadwood, that thought. Stuff like, it doesn't matter. Stuff like, oh, I'll just have less later. I was good earlier. Picking up that thought, fuck it. i giving it a really good old fling and watching it splash into the waves. Yeah, that's me. In the future, beach cleaning my thoughts. Mmm, let me turn off... The magic of the sale unicorn. Unicorn, you have been so helpful. I almost like you, but I'm sorry. If nobody says where's my snow globe in the next four weeks, you're going to the charity shop anyway to bless someone else with amazing visions of their future weight loss self. <laughs> Chickpea, it's taken me practice to see what I'm actually doing in the future not just what I'm not doing, that's what the path to losing weight without diets and gyms would look like, and you can get a free one-page pdf visual guide that lays all of that out for you, and that's at lauralloyd.co forward slash visual guide, I'll put the link in the show notes, all right then, Hey, chickpea if you're like me you've never written a podcast review in your life but your reviews are like the hot air under this hot air balloon so that it can rise in the sky and other people who really need to see it can feel uplifted by it just go to your app fiddle with it and find the place to write a review the meditation today is a little daydreaming activity inviting you to imagine all of the habits that you will have when you've lost your weight for good. So as usual, you can keep doing what you're doing so long as daydreaming is safer for you. Take a deep breath in and only out breath. Just give a little attention to your body imagine melting away some of the tension in your muscles and as you breathe normally just imagine with every out breath can you go a little deeper into a relaxed daydream maybe an eyes open daydream if you're doing a meditative activity like walking or doing something with your hands knitting for example you can just imagine that you're being rocked by the motion by the rhythm of that and that that's allowing you holding you enabling you to let go let yourself go with it more and more and more and as you do so just being aware that all of the muscles in your body are under control of your mind and so if you imagine your muscles relaxing, it might even help to communicate to them that they are in fact relaxing and when we're relaxed, we're open to what else is possible for us and we can imagine that we're already in our future body, that we're inhabiting it right now It's this breath, it's this body, it's this self. And that this future self has completely learned all of the new skills and habits that she needs to feel completely at ease with food. She knows how to eat when she's hungry and easily not eat when she's not hungry. She knows how to stop when she's satisfied. You can imagine yourself just putting your fork down, just putting a napkin over your food when you're satisfied and knowing that you're stopping at the sweet spot and that there's no greater pleasure to be gained from continuing eating. You can see your car free from food. See yourself driving, riding in your car and the feeling of this car being a food-free place. You can see a chair in your home where you eat away from the television. Perhaps there's music in the background or an audiobook but you can see yourself giving your attention to those bites of your meal that you were really hungry for, so they taste so good. And you've chosen the food that you really wanted, and you've chosen it. And you can see yourself writing things down, just in moments. You can see yourself using a pencil and paper to get to know your thoughts in very quick and easy ways. Jotting a few ideas down, a few words, and you love doing this, meeting yourself, as if the piece of paper was a mirror where you could see your thoughts. A magic mirror, writing new ones that you prefer on post-it notes, cue cards, setting up little reminders on your phone, saying things out loud, perhaps to yourself in the car, or even to those people around you that you would have never dared to say before. You can see yourself actively getting involved in the conversation in your head, actively standing up to your habit brain, who thinks it's got good persuasions to go ahead, doesn't matter, and you see yourself saying, I've got a better idea. You can see yourself forming more and more positive habits each day and being really curious when you do the old habits, as to the thoughts and emotions that were behind them. You can see yourself loving the habit change process, keeping step with yourself, being really patient with yourself, knowing that the investment of your curiosity and your attention is so well spent in this space.